Welcome back, everybody. It is finally October, and I'm so excited. I love the month of October when the leaves start to change colors and the cooler weather comes in. Of course, where I come from, I'm, I'm in South Florida. The leaves don't change very much, so <laughs> they don't change at all. The only time they change is when the palm fronds die and they fall on the ground. That's about it. But we do experience... Um, a little bit of cooler weather here around this time of year. Instead of being 90 every day, it's like 80. But still, it's you know, it's not the weather that makes the season. It is uh, spiritually fall and October are when the veil is at its thinnest, and we are able to directly connect with spirit. And it's just so much fun for me personally to connect with all these different spirits and to have this huge. It's almost like a, a family reunion with my spirit guides and my passed on loved ones. I just, I cherish it so much. So today what I'm going to discuss, it's not going to be so much of a cheery topic, but um, I do want to discuss this because it is very important. It is about breaking cycles. Now with breaking cycles, I'm talking about uh, the cycle of abuse, cycles of addiction. And these are things that happen over generations a lot of times. And that's part of the reason I came in in this incarnation was to break the cycle of abuse for the family that I was born into. And this is not my soul family. My soul family I've been reincarnated with for thousands of years. This is my physical 3D family that I was born into. So I will tell a little bit about my background, but I don't want to get into it too much because some things are still very personal. And I have um, healed from a lot of this, so I don't really want to dwell on it, bring it back up and, you know, kind of, you know, um, make the energy low vibrational. So what I can't, when I was born, I was born to be a shadow worker. Now, what a shadow worker is, is a individual who deals with the darker side of humanity. Now, this doesn't mean that we're demonic. It doesn't mean that we, um, you know, worship any kind of demons or do anything bad like that. What it means is that we deal with things that people don't really want to deal with. We deal with addiction. We deal with abuse. We help people heal, and we often heal ourselves from it. So this is a, a – I've met a lot of shadow workers in my life, and we all kind of go through the same thing. And we all kind of go through the same um, type of life situations. But our work is very important. And oftentimes we will change when we do heal from this. And when we do um, start the cycle of healing, we also could become light workers. You go from shadow to light, which means that, you know, we deal with the shadows, we deal with that. And then our next job or mission in life is to deal with, with happy stuff, with light stuff. So... If you are realizing you're a shadow worker and you're like, oh man, I don't want to deal with this all my life, you don't have to. You don't have to at all. Of course, we still have our free will. As long as whatever you are doing, you're doing from a fully healed and fully whole perspective. You're not trying to fill voids or to, um, you know, perpetuate blockages in yourself or others. So a little bit of my background, I was born to two drug addicted parents and as a result of that I was taken from their custody and I was adopted by my maternal grandmother and she was abused as a child as was my biological mother. So I ended up 
living with her for most of my life, and she was very abusive from the very beginning. Um, she was unhealed. My Well, both my biological mother and my maternal grandmother were both unhealed, and they both had their own set of issues. Now, my maternal mother was originally supposed to come in to break the cycle, but she didn't go on she didn't go that way she chose a different path she chose to get further into addiction and that is eventually what led to her being killed so for me I was brought in as kind of what what is called a placeholder meaning that her life was she was a my biological mother was approaching a a crossroads in her life when she got pregnant with me she could have either stopped doing drugs and gone on the right path to what she was supposed to do or she could have continued to go on the path she was going on of drug addiction and then it would be up to me to break the cycle that's when I decided as a soul to come in because at that point she was having a hard time with that decision so she continued to use while she was pregnant with me sometimes I'm not saying every time but there are some times when a woman will become pregnant in this situation And she may decide, you know, look, I'm going to change my life. I'm going to go the right way. And occasionally that child will die. She'll miscarry. She'll have a stillbirth um, because that child is not needed. I'm not saying that that happens every time. So if you feel like this is your story and you're pregnant right now, I don't want you to be afraid at all. Because there are times where children will come in and they'll do their own thing. They'll do a completely different um, mission. They'll have a completely different life path. But for me, if my mother had chosen to get off drugs, she probably would have lost me or I would have um, come in to another family. So she passed away when I was 14. I didn't have any knowledge of her. When I was adopted by my grandmother, I was kept, my past was kept a secret. I was told that it was something to be ashamed of. I was told that my Any questions about my past would be, you know, um, upsetting. And I, the last thing I wanted to do was to upset my grandmother because when she would be upset, I would be hurt. So, you know, physically hurt. So I had to, I constantly had to walk on eggshells around her. And with her, she was so caught up in her own trauma that she wouldn't let me be a child. I wasn't allowed to be a child. She had full control over everything that I did. I was never allowed to show any emotion except for happiness. I wasn't allowed to have needs of my own. I I was pretty much her parent. I was the parent she never had. And to this day, she'll still swear that she had the best parents that ever lived. And it wasn't her father that abused her. It was her mother who abused her. So she became an abusive mother herself to my biological mother. And my biological mother had her own set of anger issues in which if I had ended up staying with her, I, I would have been abused, no doubt. My biological father passed away when I was a baby. He died of his uh, addiction. And my biological mother passed away when I was 14 from uh, situations that led to, uh, or, or it was her death was led by her addiction. That's really all I'm going to say about that because it is still deeply personal. So I wasn't allowed to have any feelings about them. Um, I wasn't allowed to do anything that inconvenienced my grandmother that 
if I ever had any kind of, if I ever expressed any needs, my grandmother would become very emotional, very sick, and I would have to turn into the adult and the caregiver. So I was exposed to a lot of things that a little girl should never be exposed to because my grandmother didn't want to give up her life for me. But she would tell me all the time how much she did give up for me. So it was a very confusing, very um, traumatic childhood. Very, you know, you don't know if you're coming or going. So I lived with this until I turned 18. And then I was out in the world, (laughs) living my life. And it took until I was 37, 36, 37 years old to start to make those changes. And in 2018, I completely cut her out of my life. I made the decision to go no contact and it caused an absolute shitstorm. And as it would, because, you know, my, my grandmother was an emotional vampire feeding off my energy all the time. And after that happened, I ended up, um, months later having a lot of my own issues. So physical issues, um, anxiety, all that kind of stuff that I'm still dealing with. I'm still fighting through, but it's something that, you know, you all should be aware of. A lot of us who are shadow workers and cycle breakers, we deal with a lot of anxiety. We deal with a lot of digestive issues. Um, some of us even have chronic illnesses like fibromyalgia, rheumatoid arthritis, um, anything that anything that affects a large part of the body. We are a lot of times in physical pain, emotional pain, and um, the way that I like to think of it is that it's you know it's a means to an end. It is it's serving a purpose because when we are coming into this life, when we are born into this life, we're completely dependent upon the people caring for us. Even if your trauma was later in life, if you were in a domestic violence situation, your brain chemistry adapts to staying safe with that abuser. So right now, if you're listening to this and you're dealing with this, our brain chemistry, our brains are detoxing from this. So it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be pretty. There's going to be a lot of anxiety. There's going to be a lot of dizziness and a lot of feeling like you're just not in your body because your your brain is used to being abused. You're used to being a punching bag. Whether your abuse was physical or not, you're used to being completely used and thrown away like a rag doll. And when you find worth in your life, it's like you have to fight for it so much harder because the people in your because your life revolves around your abuser your decisions, your everything, your personality revolves around your abuser and it revolves around pleasing them because pleasing them keeps you safe. So don't feel discouraged if you are a mess right now because you saved your own life, okay? You saved yourself, your behaviors saved yourself. Self-preservation is one of the biggest parts of being human. Our bodies are constantly looking for balance. There, you will have, a lot of us have uh, adrenal fatigue, which is a a thing, you can look it up. Um, Adrenal fatigue can cause a lot of uh, episodes of low blood sugar, 
which is something that I deal with. I have to constantly be, um, you know, making sure I'm around food, making sure I eat something, or I, I go from like zero to a hundred with the, you know, with, with the, the blood sugar. <laughs> Sometimes it drops so fast. I'm like, oh gosh, I'm like a minute away from passing out. I need, I need to get some sugar in my system. So you will have these physical things. And of course, I'm not a medical doctor. I'm not a professional. So if you do have any kind of physical issues, please go see a doctor. I'm just letting you know if you've been to the doctor and you keep hitting roadblocks, likely this is what's going on. It affects, cycle breaking affects everything. And the biggest lesson you will learn with this is self-care, how to take care of yourself how to nurture yourself, how to fulfill your own needs. And yes, people around you in your life will sometimes call you selfish because you're not there to be their emotional punching bag anymore. You're not there to do things for people. You're going to be saying no a lot. (laughs) And it's going to be hard because we don't want to say no. We want to make people happy because making people in our lives happy is what kept us safe, right? So don't feel guilty for saying no to, you know, going out with a friend. Don't feel guilty if you sit around all day because you're so exhausted, you can't do anything. You're not lazy. You're not, there's nothing wrong with you. You're a cycle breaker. (laughs) It's what you are. You're a cycle breaker and you're amazing and you're beautiful and you're, you were put here for such an important task cycle breaking and breaking all these cycles of abuse and all these cycles of trauma is so vital to survival of humanity. If you look at the state of our government, if you look at the leaders of our government, you look at people in Hollywood, influencers, there are so many broken people right now. So many. And there's so many famous people right now that are breaking that cycle. I'll give you a perfect example, Khloe Kardashian. I know people roll their eyes when they hear about the Kardashians, but Khloe Kardashian is going through a major spiritual awakening. And if you look at her life, her life is a mess, an absolute mess. And she has gone through a lot in her romantic life, her personal life. She's made a lot of physical changes. Um, This is, you know, I wouldn't say she's exactly a role model. I don't, I don't, look to other humans as role models, really. I kind of am my own role model, but she is definitely going through it. And she is a cycle breaker. She's one of us. She's someone that has come here to break cycles. And it's harder for someone like her who's in the spotlight because everything of hers is exposed. So you're not alone. You're definitely not alone in this. Well, I'm going to end this here. It's been about 15 minutes. I don't want to make this too long. I will come back with another episode soon, and I hope you all have a wonderful week, and happy fall, and uh, enjoy those pumpkin spice lattes. Have a wonderful day.